0: We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So today, excited. There's a little edge in the voice because I've been thinking about this all day. Danny Cobbin life coach, speaker, and friend. I love that part. And there's another part that I love, and it's just like such a neutralizer. I'm this, I'm that, but I'm also, I can be your friend should you want that. And one of his focuses is helping humans. Okay. Isn't that what we all are? And he reminded me (laughs) as I was losing my mind and getting a little frazzled that we are just human. I love the coming at it, neutralizing, take a breath. And then once I did, I did find the record button. It's always a miracle when these things happen. So Danny, he helps his clients choose a path they love so that they enjoy the journey and its many rewards. And how many times are we looking for things that make our heart sing? you want to love what you do. They say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I want to hear more from this husband, this father, this life coach, and everyone's got a little story. I'm really, really curious about his. So with that, I say, thank you, Danny, for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. I've listened to a few of your podcasts and the joy is really found here. So I'm so appreciative and I love your work, by the way.
0: Thank you. That, that that Much appreciated. So like every episode, I'm a nosy body. I'm just so curious. Tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start.
2: Ooh, 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 ooh. I know, so many.
0: loaded question. Where do we begin, Danny? Where do we begin?
1: I think I know where we'll start. Okay. You being Sorry. a brand new grandparent, I'll, t- uh-huh. I'll tell you, me and my wife, we're trying to have kids. We got married about eight years ago. September 20th was our anniversary. So mm-hmm. congratulations. Um, thank you. We got married and we we're trying to have kids and it was probably it took us about three years because mm-hmm. it just didn't work out. Right, And um, I remember the last time like she went to the doctor and I was looking to, I was thinking, oh, I might get that. It didn't go well again. And she was at that point where it was like, uh, we might stop trying. And uh, she was like, hey, they didn't just find one heartbeat and my heart kind of just sank. And in that moment, she said, no, they found two. And then like, uh, it was like, joy. What? It's like, <laughs> it <was> like <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> so we have twins. She, um Wonderful. Um, It was amazing. And I worked at UPS for 15 years and wanted to retire from UPS, wanted to leave. And having twins gave me the opportunity to do that. So as I was doing my life coach training, as I was coaching people, I was also taking care of the kids full time. Year one, Mm -hmm. I burned myself out stress-wise, half of my face stopped working in something called Bell's Palsy.
0: I was going to say, ah, uh uh-huh. Stress-induced, a little stress-induced reaction, your body getting your attention, which it probably tried to do in other subtle ways.
1: It did. And I was deep in the pumping yourself up, getting yourself going, motivating yourself. I was basically every morning getting up and trying to get myself ready to run through a wall. And although that is great from time to time, it does run its toll on your nervous system, which I had no idea Mm-hmm. But luckily enough, found that out. I settled down. I go to a different coaching school because I had been to three different coaching schools at that point, And mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling the, necessarily the way they were coaching. And I went to this one and this one was completely different. It told me, hey, if you slow down, if you could take a breath and you can get yourself here now,
2: mm-hmm. you'll
1: be able to see the joy along the journey each and every step. So oftentimes we're looking for that pot of gold at the end, but each and every step along the road is lined with gold. And that's beautiful to know. So go to the coaching school, learn, but don't really learn, right? Because uh-huh. this is like uh-huh. one of those experiential <laughs> kind of things. Come home and uh, the kids are there one and a half at this point, about one and uh-huh. a half. And I come home and the first thing I say to my wife is, I don't think it's you that's been the problem in our relationship. I think it's me, because uh-huh. I had been doing the personal development thing, right?
2: Uh huh. Like, uh
1: huh. Oh, you know, we gotta talk about it now. We gotta do yeah. it now. We yeah. gotta get it right. And I came back from this and was like, if uh-huh. I slow down a little bit, you just loving me, even though I'm, mm-hmm, you're just mm-hmm. loving me, and that's been the that was the start of this like real experience as a coach, but also helping other people. And then the most important thing is my kids are, they're learning this and then I'm able to apologize to them and then look at it. And one of the biggest things that's powered me in the parenting journey is hearing grandparents say, Oh, this is way better than parenting was. I don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about as much. I don't have to stress about as much. And I've noticed that regardless of how a person was raised, like, look, there's some.
0: And we all have stories. And sometimes they did what they knew. When you know better, you do better.
1: And that's it, is recognizing that as a human being, we can do better because we are conscious. And the thing is, it's not about beating yourself up for the mistake that you made. Right. So like, that was the thing that I was Always doing. I was always upset about things, and don't get me wrong. I'm still upset about things from time to time. It just it doesn't last as long. Mm -hmm. I used to have these blowouts where it would be like two weeks later, I'm apologizing to everybody in my life for anything that I'd said wrong for two weeks, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And then it was like it's recognizing that part of being a human is seeing that, and then each and every time you come back to the table of life, recognizing that just pulled you from what you just went through. Mm -hmm. And like, it tripped me out. But anytime I see something that I'm like, oh, I don't want that to be part of me. I smile now. And the reason why is because I could not have noticed that before, if I hadn't gained some sort of perspective change, perspective shift. Right. And I think- Yeah, I think it's super powerful.
0: Yeah. I love a lot of what you just said. And one of the first things, and especially when it comes to having kids and why we think we have all the answers, we don't. I only wish people would have told me this is new for everyone. Have you ever had two babies at one time? No. Okay. Twins. Double the pleasure. Double the fun. Double the everything never been done before and we got to figure this out together as people do and you'll work it through but they as babies as kids they've just been here for a little while they've just been here for one and a half years they've just been here for three four they've never started school like we forget it's still new for everybody I think if we just give ourselves, and I don't want to assume your uh, direction of coaching, but I just love what I'm hearing, which is that grace and time. And when you step back and give yourself that little quiet time to see the road is paved with joy or they enjoy the journey, all of that. But it is so true if we just enjoy Every day is not a sunshiny day. It's a crappy, rainy, cold, damp, miserable day filled with people who, don't, who drive slow, you know, in the rain. That's okay here in New York. But I was able to, okay, let me just hit record, learn from Danny. And I could have kept that walk through the house. Like, I've got a, I, I'm got crazy, I, I, you know, and what a crappy day. And instead, I'm just like, took a little breath and now I'm in a much better place.
1: How cool is it that it's still a crappy rainy day out there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you could take a breath as a human being and then we could see the world completely
2: different?
0: Yeah, it is work. It is, I'll say, a gift and it's a gift because it's something I choose to work on because I know there are a lot of people that will still always see it as a crappy rainy day. And that's why this didn't work. And that's why it sucks. And that's and that's and that's. I choose the other
1: how many billions of people out here, there's that many billions of perspectives, that many billions of ways Mm -hmm. to see things. And Mm -hmm. what I've noticed about, if we're picking back up a little bit about the Mm -hmm. whole parenting thing, is I've really noticed that as a parent, I thought that I had to have it all right before Mm. I started parenting, right? And I think that's a lot of us in this day and age, right? Oh, we got the internet, we have social media, we have friends, so we should know before we get into it. And then that first three months you not sleeping and you like... (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, nobody told me about this, right? Times two,
0: times two, not only just the one that might or may not be awake. If you've got like one good sleeper, one not a good, like what are you, uh, times two, I can't even imagine.
1: It's like you were saying about your family, right? It was noticing that we get sporadic as parents, noticing that Mm -hmm. we get sporadic as humans Mm -hmm. and recognizing at some point, that that's part of the journey.
0: Yeah. It's
1: part of the learning curve.
0: It's good and bad. It's fun and it can be messy. Oh, okay.
1: It is very messy. Okay. It's like, let's not put any sugar coating on it. Parenting Mm -mm. is a messy job. And honestly, the mirror that my children have held up for me has given me the strength to like, mm-hmm. have these conversations, right? It's recognizing that I get a special treat, right? I get to be at home with these little ones, right? And I have mm-hmm. an 18-year-old child that I wasn't there for. So i got this whole, like, I ah. really want to be here for, right? Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is, is if I allow them, they will hold this mirror up to me and if I am willing to listen, I become a better human being each and every day. There's time. There's a song going around the house right now. It's if you feel so mad that you wanna roar, take a deep breath and count to four. And then they start counting to four. And then they <laughs> I love keep, it. <laughs> they keep seeing it. It's lovely till it's a little patronizing uh-huh. and then they're singing it to you. And you're having to you have then to you have use to the roll. song. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, it's like they say, roar. Ah!
0: <laughs> but did you count to That I'm not sure. <laughs> I love that, and it could be something so simple to get your attention, just to be like, okay, maybe I just need to count it There's something in that that just might be the answer.
1: Well, <laughs> there was a day I was feeling. Great, you know those days where it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter what's going on. Mm-hmm, you just like feel mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. I was having one of those days, and my kids—they go, "You need to go to out And I mean, <laughs> they were really like stern, and they were telling me. And the way I grew up was like, I brought you in this world. I mm-hmm, could take you out, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. something. I'm having to separate from, right? And that's what the DC 360 podcast is really about is Mm -hmm. looking at the whole experience of being a human being. And with them, it was go to timeout. And I went to timeout that day. I I don't know why, but I did. And I sat there and I was like, Oh, the timeouts for me, it's not for them. Mm. I had never put that together before. I was mm-hmm. always like, I put them in timeout because they need to understand that a, that that timeout doesn't really do much for kids. Not right. that I've seen like, like it separates them. If mm-hmm. the momentum is going in the household, it'll slow it down a little bit. But ultimately, like it's for me to step away, take that breath, get myself together, and then step back in the game and recognize that I should not allow these little kids to dominate me today. Mm -hmm. they they do some days though
0: (laughs) some days some days but it's also interesting and I know that a lot of people come from a lot of different upbringings and mine probably very similar to yours where certainly I didn't have a voice and opinion or anything my parents were not short order cooks you ate what was put in front of you and nor did you really have a vote or no one cared what I wanted for dinner so When you give the power and then you get this parenting and I'm older, so my kids are, I've got my checkered flag and we're definitely on the other side of the adulting part. But still, I knew I didn't have the answers. I didn't have the answers. And just because I only knew this way, I didn't think it was the right way. Maybe there was other options. So I gave them a voice to a point. And a lot of times, depending upon the child, when you give them a little bit of ice and a little bit of a voice, I don't want them to make all of these decisions each and every day the way I see some kids, it's exhausting and they shouldn't have to, okay, so did you want the black one or the blue one? And then do you want the, like before they're at the breakfast table, they've had to make 28 decisions. Just how about, hey, breakfast time is now, eggs today, yay. Because then there are other decisions they can make throughout the day. But when it comes to food, that's a whole, like they have to eat and they have to eat. They're going to eat. And if they don't feel like eating that day, they'll eat the next day because they're going to be hungry. And there were many times that my son wanted, you know, a hamburger and macaroni and cheese for breakfast. Okay. I would, not all the time, but ice cream before dinner. Yep. You got it. Why not? And the all time favorite was breakfast for dinner, which was my lazy ass way of like, I know, let's just have pancakes and eggs because I don't feel like cooking anything. And it was like a day at the park. You thought you just gave them, they went to Disney World and they didn't. But it was just something special and, and out of the ordinary. But it's important for people at all ages to know that They have a voice and they're seen and heard. My years of therapy and journey, you know, when I'm in my 40s, I'm like, I think I just need to be heard. Now, look what I'm doing. They gave me a microphone. I haven't shut the hell up. If only they listened to me when I was little. I don't know. But it's important that you're giving them their space, their voice to a certain degree, because you said, I'm not going to let them dominate.
1: <laughs> hey, so <laughs> what you just said, there's so much beauty in it because, and this is what the coaching is about, is pointing mm-hmm. people back to their own wisdom. I'm not trying to give you my wisdom. I want you to wake up to yourself. And like mm-hmm. you said, sometimes I had breakfast for dinner. And you know what? Sometimes as parents, we think because they say well, we like, shouldn't yeah. do it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like ultimately, who is that they? Because I know the experience of being a dad to them. There's some things that I do sometimes and I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably not the best dad move. But like, it's the best move for the situation. And the reason why is because we're here right now. Mm -hmm. And when Mm -hmm. I'm looking at my own wisdom, when you're looking at your own wisdom, there will be days where it's just like, Mm -hmm. everything is going south. Let's go that way. And only thing that changes is, the perspective up here, and a little shit like the little kid gives you a hug, or you didn't expect that one kid to do that, and they did it, and you're like, yeah. "Congratulations!" You know? and, and and
0: and the honor that you get to witness—that's the yeah, best exactly. part. That's the best part.
1: That's it, and that's the thing about our life too. We are witnesses. Like a lot of times, we think that we're supposed to know what's gonna happen next before it happens, but we get to find out we got front row seats, just like everybody else. It's beautiful to see with our kids, with our grandkids, when that thing happens. But it's also cool when we start to look inward in our own journey and we start to see those little bitty things that change and shift. And then the next thing you know, three years from now, we're seeing a whole different ball
2: game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because
1: we're going to make it there. Right. Like, I mean, either, like I, I did a video today about this. It was, You're either going to make it or you're not, right? And if you don't, there's nothing to worry about. right? I didn't make it because I'm dead now. All right. But 10 years is going to show up. And if you're not dead, I mean, I'm not counting on being dead and dead. I'm counting on putting in the work, putting in the reps, the consistency, right? Mm -hmm. Putting in the building, the relationships. And sometimes there's going to be discouraging moments. Sometimes there's going to be that fear. There's going to be those things but recognizing that I'm not the only human being that this has ever happened to me. I talk about parenting the way I do because it's so easy in the parenting game to see how we can get so caught up in our thinking about what it should be versus what it is.
0: Do you find with that statement, as far as our lives are styled, Insta, TikTok, get the shot ready. Look at how perfect everything is. Isn't that great? But, oh, let me close that door because you don't want to see the pile of shit that's going to fall on you if you open it. Versus life, life. Oh, yeah. And that would be some laundry I might have to fold over there. And yeah, that's because I'll get to it type thing. It's everyone, they want to sometimes show that great meal on the plate. or. Oh, we're just having, you know, tater tots on paper plates tonight. It's the kid's favorite and it's easy and it's everything. So it's interesting with life and in this world that we're living is how much do we allow to really stay in the moment, as we had said earlier, versus let's move this here and just fix that and and close those curtains so we can get a, a picture for everybody.
1: So when we talk about our wisdom, your wisdom may tell you to clean up the house before <laughs> you take a picture, right? And then your wisdom, it sometimes might say, yo, I'm sorry. I just ain't, <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. You're my friend. So
2: if this is a problem today, I'm,
1: just, hey, <laughs> right? So like when we're really checking in with our wisdom and who we truly are, those things won't look like a decision will just Mm. look like the thing to do. Like I think about books. While you were talking, I was thinking about books, actually. And I was thinking about how we have all these books. And what we forget about books is that books is somebody else's knowledge that they're putting together after they were already successful. So they're missing a lot of little details. And we think that we're supposed to do exactly what the book is saying. Okay, so that person has a beautiful life because there's social media. So like I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to have a beautiful life because there's social media. But then you go to their house and their house is like 18 times smaller than what you thought it was or whatever it was. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like we are all just doing the best with what we have in any time, in any moment. So if we can begin to wake up to who we are, some things are going to matter to us and some things are going to fall away. And those things that fall away, like you said, with the eating thing, one of my daughters, she doesn't eat. She's like a not eater. She eats bread alone, but mm-hmm. one of those types. And uh I, I sometimes I be getting kind of like, yo, what are you gonna eat again? And then it'll be a day and a half later. I don't know what this is about. A day and a half later, she'll start eating. And i am like, mm-hmm. thank the Lord Jesus. And that mm-hmm. was a problem the first few times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then when I recognized that was just, that's just what she's gonna do. Like I could force her, I could try to force her to eat. She does not wanna eat. Right. When she eats, she eats. And that was, mm-hmm. that's, it's waking up to our own wisdom, right? Like I made the mistake. I saw it again. Mm-hmm. I made the mistake the second time. I mm-hmm. saw that I made the same mistake twice. Oh my gosh. With the
0: same result.
1: With the same result. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, if I want a different result, if I'm, if I want to be a mm-hmm. different person. All right. Well, like the way I'm seeing it, it's not working. Let's do something different. And that's the power of being a human is you have the power to do something different. At any time, like we all have this internal GPS, this internal voice that guides us. And like, if you think about a real GPS in your car, right? If I had a GPS in my car and I said, I'm going from Texas to New York because I want to come see you. And it's going to tell me how to get out of my neighborhood. Right, left, right, get on the highway, drive Northeast for Mm -hmm. several states. Mm -hmm. And then when I get to your neighborhood, it's going to left, right, left, right. Mm -hmm. But in that middle bit, it's not going to say much because I'm on the path. And mm. what we do is we think, oh, the GPS hasn't said nothing to me. So I might not be on the path. So we break off the path so we can hear the GPS speak to us.
0: Right. Recalculating. Huh-huh.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Mm. exactly.
0: I love that image. That's And it makes so much sense because it's the quiet that people get really uncomfortable with because they don't realize or they don't believe, you've used the word quite often here, they have the power.
1: One of the people I really look up to, his name is Sid Banks, he's a Scottish welder, ninth grade education, not very smart, or not very educated, not, mm-hmm. not very, mm-hmm. very educated. And he had enlightenment experience. And while he was communicating the enlightenment experience, like this is where the work comes from, right? He said that the biggest problem that we as human beings have is sitting in a room by ourselves. And if we could wake up, just wake up to who we truly are, we would have a totally different experience of this thing we call life. And as I think about that and I go in the world and I hear it, like what you're saying is like I was the same way. I didn't have a voice when I was a kid. Like, you're going to eat this, you're going to do this. If you talk back, you're going to get a spanking. Mm-hmm. It, was, very it, was, easy. it
0: was very easy, but we had no voice, no vote, no opinion, no nothing. Maybe you had right. it, but obviously you kept it to yourself.
1: <laughs> oh, I definitely, you definitely kept it to yourself. Yeah. That, that's for yeah.
0: Sure. So what even started you on your life coach journey? Usually there's an event perhaps that happens or someone comes into your life and then you get a little curious. How do you find that? How does life coaching find Danny?
1: Oh, okay. So a couple of years back, I was doing an ex life coaching exercise. Go ask your parents what you were doing at 11, 12 years old and see what they say. And I went back and I asked her, and this I was already life coach at this point. I went back and asked her, she's like, oh, you're know, you're finally on your path again. When you were 11 and 12, you were talking to the elders of the church, the deacons. You were talking to older mm-hmm. people and you were gaining wisdom from them. And you were learning it because we were heavy in the church whenever I was mm-hmm, growing up. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Well, I never thought I would be a UPS. Right. So at 18, I had a kid outside of wedlock. I go mm-hmm. to college. I not. Oh, wait happens. Mm-hmm. Downturn. You need a job because I got the kid. Go out mm-hmm. and work at UPS. I'm at UPS and I'm working and then it's just one day. It was just like, I just, I was like, I could do something different. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be something more. Like I was top paid UPS. So it wasn't the money, like, right. So mm-hmm. like a lot of times, mm-hmm. like we're looking at it and I was like, like it's not bad. It, no. it, there's gotta be something more to this whole thing. Life. I'm at UPS. And I'm driving for eight, nine, 10 hours a day. So I'm listening to Jim Rohn, I'm listening to Zig Ziglar, I'm listening Mm to Jim, I'm listening to all the big names as I'm driving up and down the highways, right? And it was five years of just listening to Automobile University before I was like, okay, life coach, that's a thing. And I jumped in and it's just been a, it's been a wild ride because it's not exactly what they tell you it's going to be on the
2: internet, that's true. Mm. (laughs)
0: There's so many different vehicles to get there and a lot of different, I'm not using air quotes, schools and and from different schools comes different schools of thought. But I think like anything that is where you're supposed to be when it speaks to you, like you said, you tried two or three before you found your home. Maybe you found your people, you found the coat that fit
1: there's no one right way right mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. no like, I agree but the, I think the coolest thing that I've learned and I think if anybody takes anything away from what I'm saying is our reality is made of thought and that mm-hmm. was the biggest thing that shifted for me was I thought I was living in reality right like my kids they're yelling at me that's them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to do something and I recognize no it's Not my kids yelling that's upsetting me. It's my thoughts about my kids yelling that's upsetting me. And that small shift has unlocked everything. I've been able to go back into church. I've been able to go back to the Bible. I've been able to read other spiritual teachings. I've been able to look at Stoicism. And it just changed my relationship to my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And when that changed, even now, I feel like, I now understand how I can motivate myself without burning myself out.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You know, the limits, because I'm sure in the beginning it was you were going to do everything to, you know, the 10th power and it's unsustainable. And thankfully, our bodies will be like, no mas, enough. Take a little break. Listen. That's why I say I knew there was probably some other little signs before the one that got your attention. I'm just speculating because, uh, again, I'm I'm a tourist. I'm very stubborn. And gosh, it was, what was it, eight or nine years ago where my home life, my family, literally on fire. I mean, just relationships not going well. And remember, I work and I drive 500 miles a week. So I leave in early in the morning. I get home late at night. Maybe I stop off and see a friend or go shopping to avoid. Don't need to come to the fire. Let me just avoid. And got a couple of little like taps on the shoulder. Stephanie, you know, you got to face your shit, man. Nope, nope. I'm going to just stay out and I work. It's, I'm, I'm I'm out of the house. I'm, I, I barely come home. I come home to sleep. I go to work the next day. And then funny thing, ha, huh, when you're walking down, a flight of steps in flats not even heels rumor has it and I won't I won't deny that perhaps alcohol was involved but when you miss that last step and dislocate your ankle and then break your bones cuz you got up and on and on and suddenly I'm non-weight bearing I have I don't know a plate and 14 screws I'm going to have two more operations I don't even know when I can walk again but the ironic part is I can't leave my house I'm mm. aided. I, I have a little, you know, one step up, but I can't get out of my house without the help of someone. So I have to sit and face my shit. Interesting way to get my attention.
1: It's so beautiful, isn't it? Like, like mm-hmm. it's not beautiful that you're, you're, uh, you're
0: living, right? Uh, That's uh, not. Listen, I, I uh-huh. say it's honestly the best thing that happened to me. Because it was, because it really gave me some more learnings and really just really put my attention to when something starts to smolder, don't let it ignite, you know, just pay attention to it. So, yeah.
1: That's the GPS that we've been talking about, mm. right? The GPS will bring you back, right? But it was The first time it was like, uh, mm. yeah, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it. And the same was for me, mm-hmm. right? And the same... Mm-hmm. Say, I'm sure somebody out there in this in podcast land, mm-hmm. right? is having that same situation. And the most important thing, I think, in that is noticing where you are right now. And when you do that, when you notice where you are right now, you will notice the smoldering over there. Mm-hmm. But even though it's smoldering, you're okay. And you're in a position, even if you don't think so, to handle it or else it wouldn't be there like that. Correct. It's just so powerful to know that we as humans, like that's how we work. We can debate about a lot of things, but when we slow down and I call it to the speed of life, which is interesting. But when Mm. we slow down to the speed of life, we then are more present and aware and the best possible outcome. Right. That doesn't mean it's going to go the way you think it's going to go, but the best possible outcome. Like that broken ankle isn't what you, that way you weren't like, oh yeah, this is the greatest thing ever at the moment. But like hearing you talk about it now is something that pulled you into your home and helped you put out the fires.
0: Put out the fires, learn a lot and never take for granted the miracle of this body. Like I was just so grateful that as scary as it was and the doctor's like, oh, well, it's a year and a half recovery. I'm like, Am I going to walk? Like what's even happening here? And just knowing and learning how miraculous the body is and the mind-body connection that you have to reignite and replug in when you're in the middle of uh, PT and trying to remind your body you have an appendage and and you should okay. use it type thing. It's so, so interesting, but a lot of quiet time.
1: And the quiet time is what, like, that's mm-hmm. what the healing part is. Mm-hmm. And our society doesn't let us know that. We don't. Nope. I mean, it's not really a great way to put on social media, you know, like, yo, I spent some time by myself, and that was the best thing I could have done. Like, yeah. I wish there was a better way to do that, right? Like, right,
0: yeah. Here's
1: a picture of nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, a picture of me, like, I sat by the window. I don't think I spoke for, like, three days, like, when I got home. Like, I was just really trying to, in my head, like, what in the like post-op what I've never had an operation before. I can't do anything without people helping me. Yeah. I think I, I probably didn't say a word for at least three to four days. I, I would sit, just look out the window and be like, this is so interesting.
1: There is something else to say about that. Cause there are times where as a dad, I stopped talking too. And yep. I've stopped talking because if I say something to you, it, it's not, mm-hmm. I, it's, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say sorry in two weeks. And that's I don't right. know the irreparable damage that will be done. And that's important to notice, too, for the beauty of our conversation is mm-hmm. when you notice where you are, the interesting, mm-hmm. like, but you also. Regardless,
0: it could be a slam dunk. You, you know what you've got to say. You know, you, you could. W- and, yeah, words are tattoos. Oh, and then,
1: like when you're yeah. in that low mood, when I'm in a low, okay. whatever that means, low mm-hmm. mood, the best of the best intentions can still spiral right on down mm-hmm. the drain. So that's another thing in my coaching is recognizing and helping people to see. And it's not a, you got to be in a happy mood or you got to be right. jubilant. It's not that. It's just like, I'm here. We're good. Let's talk. It's not, yo, well, if, if you don't do what I tell you to do it's mm-hmm. just that slight right. difference mm-hmm. that makes all the difference.
0: That makes a big, yeah. It, and it is a big difference not saying. And yeah, that's a powerful tool is knowing when just to be like, eh, you know what? I got Oftentimes, nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oftentimes when we're in a conversation with a person, we're not in a conversation with the person in front of us. We're in the conversation with that person inside of our head. Right mm-hmm. And that person go, "I love you." the person front of you says, "I love mm-hmm. you. what you hear is you didn't take out the dishes and mm-hmm. you didn't da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and you're translating in your head because you're in a low mood everything in a in a, in a mm-hmm. weird way and it's cool when we got a partner and we can talk about that thing after, but it's even cooler as a human being when we start recognizing that we can do that in the moment mm-hmm that's the beauty right it's like we're in a conversation this has happened to me a couple times don't happen every time right mm-hmm. i'm in a conversation with somebody and it's starting to take a nosedive and i'm mm-hmm. like oh, oh mm-hmm. uh we we'll talk later just yeah. because it's not going the way it, either one of us really wants it to go right and that just takes that noticing it just takes that paying attention and that is a muscle just like if you would go to the gym and work it right it's like my noticing muscle, can I increase it? Can I make it better? I
0: it's, love it has a name, my noticing muscle. I love that. Talk to me about the podcast, the name of it. Tell me when you started it and what was your thought process around it?
1: Yes, the DC 360 podcast. It stands for divine chaos. But my name is also Danny cobb I was so going to say, it <laughs>
0: just so happened to... Uh, But I do like the divine chaos, but oh, coincidence? Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What it is, it's like, it's a a 360 degree look at life. That's family, relationships, finance. And I'm looking at these things from the standpoint of, we got to give each other a break, you know, when it comes to this stuff, like we think that we all have it under control and we all got it right. And, and I did, I'm 37 and I'm like now recognizing, a uh, don't, right? And it's like, I don't know if we ever get it all figured out. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really cool to know that we can help other people like that are along the journey just by letting them know. And so the way the podcast started, starting I started this one in full force in December. And that was on the back of, stopping and starting three other podcasts Mm -hmm. over the last few years Mm -hmm. and the journey was I'm not good enough nobody wants to hear me Mm -hmm. I don't I shouldn't have a voice and so I would start a podcast I would stop I'm starting stop Mm -hmm. and this one
0: it's like you decided for your audience by stopping by the way
1: that's it right is I Mm -hmm. I'm not giving people the opportunity Mm -hmm. to make that I'm making some sort of decision and I don't have all the information Mm -mm. Right. Like, I don't have it all. So mm-hmm. this time around, I did season one, which was just me talking it up, you know, just mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. see what comes out. And then there was something that really was sparking me about parenting. And so for the last few months, I've been talking about parenting and being in the middle. So I've been having entrepreneurs on. I had a guy that started at a school. I had mm. a, a bunch of different people on to talk to mm-hmm. me about what it's like being in the middle of a journey, as well as being a parent in some way. So mm-hmm. it's been very fascinating to hear how so many of us get stuck in the middle and we don't ask for help. We don't seek help. We just kind of bear down and we just keep going and chopping the wood. And I got a quick story, if it's all right.
0: Absolutely.
1: The, yes, there was two guys in the woods and they were chopping wood. Right. One guy chops wood all day. The other guy takes an hour in the middle of the day, disappears, comes back. And at the end of the year, the guy that's been chopping wood all day, he comes to the guy and he's like, man, like, how did you chop more wood than me? you stopped every single day for an hour. I saw you. And he, the guy that stopped for an hour, he's like, oh yeah, I went home. I ate a little bit. I sharpened my saw and I came back out. And that's what we don't mm. do.
0: right? Mm. We don't
1: take that time to mm. go have the meal, to slow it down, talk to the spouse, Mm -hmm. hang out with the kids, sharpen the saw, go back out and do it again.
0: Love that. Oh, yes. It's so true. And even actually what you said earlier, as far as talking to different, I'll say entrepreneurs and how they're handling it, drive the point home how much older I am because I am. So back in my day, everybody worked. Either you were, at, you were an at-home mom, a very, very, very small handful of at-home dads, but there weren't that many, or you certainly didn't know about that many, I'll say, entrepreneurs or just business owners. So not only are you working, but you're working for yourself, which then requires you to wear so many different hats, so a, a different level of responsibility. And you're not just the French fry person at McDonald's. You're, you know, you've got to unlock it. You've got to order the supplies. You've got to heat up the grill and and all of that. So it's interesting that it's probably a very different part and style of parenting now with this whole different way of figuring out how to work side by side as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a social influencer, as a whatever, whatever label we want to do, in addition to parenting.
1: There's the similarities and there's differences, Mm -hmm. but the beauty of it all is when we come back to who we are as human beings and Mm -hmm. we look, start looking at our own wisdom, we start slowing down to the speed of life. Those type of things start becoming in harmony with each other. Right. It's like, ah, right? It's like that, that sometimes. That but was now, me
0: before we started. You saw how I was like, I don't know. Where's my let and I and let me just take a breath. Oh, there it is. Of course. It's right. Because your eyes get so panicky and they're like, I can't find my keys. They're right here. It's yeah.
1: We're all sitting in the middle of our own well-being, whether we know it or not. Mm. And it's crazy to think about that we Think we have to go somewhere else to get that well-being, but like you said, I was you were ah, and then you took a breath, and it was already there. You didn't have to go seek it out. And right. we don't remit, We don't know that, right? And with parenting, with working from home with kids, there's like my wife. She works from home, right? So she's in this room, and like there's a door, and if the door is open, kids want to <laughs> be in here. Yep. And no matter yeah. what I'm doing. They wanna, yeah. they wanna type on the key, and what's mm-hmm. happened was there's been a shift. Right when it first happened, she was like, "Yo, y'all gotta get out of here. I'm working."
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: now, mm-hmm. if she's not on a call, she's like, "Yo, yeah, well, you know, stay away from mommy." But like, mm-hmm. we have that ability now to, she can come out of the room for ten minutes in the morning, fifteen minutes in the morning, and spend time with them, and then go back to work because this is something that we notice, right? Is when she was at the office, if somebody came into our office, they talked, right? Or she walked down the hall, she's like not mm-hmm. feeling it, walked down. They're working, mm-hmm. but it's like mm-hmm. a 10 minute conversation, yeah. really, right? Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: But people who work from home, they feel like they can't do that. Like, I can't step away. I got to be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: there's that ability to step, step away. And when we found how that worked here at the house, once clients start feeling that out for themselves and seeing how their own wisdom plays a part in that, and they mm-hmm. slow down, they see, oh, there are definitely some times where I need that space, and then there's other times where, like, I'm not doing things that require as much attention, and it's just this, yeah, this is this beautiful interplay of learning who you are as a, an adult. Mm -hmm. And then seeing that your kids are going through the same struggles without as much information, right? Like what you were saying earlier.
0: Yep, love, love. And I think it's also important that they actually see their parents working. It's such a mystery. You know, I knew what my father did for a living, but that's it. So the fact that they get to learn and you can still spend time, they get that luxury, but hey- if mom or dad are working, then here's what we have to do when they're working. And they learn quickly about that.
1: Oh, they, they learn pretty quickly about that. Not only that, if you look back like centuries ago, right, there was the apprenticeship programs and things like that, where that's what they did at a young age. They just mm-hmm. sat in front of whoever it was that was working right? they weren't doing it but they were getting that information. They were getting that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's the same for our kids. So that's, it's kind of cool. Like you said that, because I never thought about it. Like, oh man, yeah. Right? Oh
0: no, it's it's really cool. You may not even think of it as a, uh, like it's a bonus feature. And, and again, the fact that they get to see both of you do your thing. That's
1: a bonus. Because that mm-hmm. was not, I, like my parents both worked full time. Like you said, everybody mm-hmm. worked.
0: Yeah, everybody um, worked. Yeah.
1: And the moment that I was old enough to watch my sister and we were at yep. home mm-hmm. for even longer spans of time because yep. the, now they can take those shifts that they needed to take before. And mm-hmm. so I recognize how beautiful a time this is in the world. We're having this like conscious shift almost where like a stay at home dad, even 10 years ago, was kind of weird.
0: Just unusual, not weird. Un- Just yeah, unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much in a minority, like, oh.
1: That's exactly yeah. right. And oh, now,
0: reaction.
1: Yes, <laughs> and now it's pretty common. Like, and I know yes. a few, and mm-hmm. it's just like, "There's like, oh, what are you doing?" And it's like, "Oh yeah," gives us uh, an opportunity for me to retool and to go and do something different. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing time with the internet and being able to have a podcast in the world being able to have social media and meet people not just in our communities now Mm -hmm. but in Mm -hmm. other parts of the world
0: yeah that's real that's the neat part right it's yeah thank god for figuring out time change and who cares what time it is in australia i'll wake up i'll wake up and talk sure it's really (laughs) really cool it is it's so funny a very good friend of ours, um, uh, my husband's college roommate, and and we lost him um three years ago. But he was a stay-at-home dad when his sons were born, because his wife was a teacher. And he and he worked for himself. And you know, he's like, I'll, you know, schedule my jobs around, whatever. But yeah, no, he was home for probably the first three to four years with them, with two boys. And and he was, I'm sure, very similar to you, like, had it together and he enjoyed it.
1: I do not have it together, but I do oh,
0: enjoy it. Oh, give I yourself some. Yes. Yeah, so, so, listen, you have to have it together, you're outnumbered. So, you have to have it together. So, something says you do because I'm talking to you on the microphone and not them that they have you tied up. So, you have it together.
1: <laughs> you know, and you know, I, I'm glad you did that because that's exactly what we as parents need, right? Is mm-hmm. we think we don't have it together. And you have we, it together. Hey, the kids, they're alive, they're healthy, mm-hmm. they're well.
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And high five. It, time for a celebration. Absolutely. absolutely positively so where are we going to find you anyone interested in learning more about our power and really honing in on it let's talk about the podcast again and the name of it and where we can find that that we'll put obviously also in the show notes but then talk to us about your coaching and anything else that you offer
1: yes dc 360 360 podcast okay Yes, that's the podcast. And that is just that overarching, hey, we just want to feel good about life. And it's not, hey, you should do it this way. It's not, Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, hey, this is how I did it. This is what I'm seeing. I hope you guys get the opportunity to share with somebody as well. And that's what that is. And then dannycobbin.com is a great place to find me. Also, you can find me, Danny Cobbin, on YouTube, Instagram, social media. Mm -hmm. And the coaching, it's like, huh, the best way is to give you like a, another, I, I got to give you a metaphor. I'm a metaphor guy. Okay, yes, go I,
0: ahead. I love, I love me a good metaphor. Go ahead.
1: If uh, Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Jesus, Gandhi, it doesn't matter who, right? If they walked into my office, if Bill Gates walked into my office, and he had amnesia, didn't know anything, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, Danny, I've got this vision of building computers. Can you help me? And I started going, oh, yeah, yeah, I think you should uh, do X. And then, you know, after you do X, you should do Y. And then you should really think about Z. I could do that. Or what I like to do is help wake Bill Gates up to Bill Gates. Mm. Because once Bill Gates has woken up, he's going to figure it out. He got it down.
2: Mm. that's the
1: same for you, right? Is once you wake up to your wisdom, you will run into situations, you will run into obstacles. With those obstacles and situations, you will slow down and you will know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, you'll figure it out. That's what we do as humans. And so that's really what the coaching is, is helping other people wake up to their own wisdom. And then once they've woken up to that wisdom, helping them along the journey, right? Like, something pops up. My kids, they did something wild. What my coach did for me one day was tell me, he was like, are you upset that your kids are being kids? And Mm. I was like, oh, yes. It triggered something.
0: It it definitely, your reaction was probably triggering something from your youth, perhaps.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's the beauty of coaching though, is like, even me, like we run into situations that our perception of it is we're in it. And when we're in it, we can't see the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a football guy, right? And they no longer call the play on the sideline. Now they got the person up in the booth over right. the whole field on right. the mm-hmm. play. So that they have, because they have a different vantage point, a different view. And that's the same thing we're looking for, right? Is as we elevate our consciousness, elevate our awareness, we start to see this same thing the exact same thing, but in a
2: different way.
0: Mm. Love, love, drop the mic, love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been really good. And I love your whole view on it. And you're very good on the metaphors. I love metaphors. And I'm going to always think about the vantage point as well. That was Thank good. you
1: so much for having me. This has been amazing, Stephanie.
0: Excellent, excellent. All right. You heard it here. We will definitely check out your podcast. I want everybody to check out Denny out on social. Thank you for obviously all you guys always listening, comments, you know, where to find us. Joyfoundhere.com is the website. Love any review that you'd love to give after this episode. Perhaps you really, something resonated. I think that will. And hey, if you feel like, you know, five-star worthy, It is, so please feel free to fill in all five. Remember Spotify, late to the game. We still love them, but those five stars mean something. That's what they keep telling me. So I appreciate the support. I appreciate the comments. Keep them coming, just as we will keep bringing you people like Danny each and every week. So until next week, thanks again and be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.